Wherever the strong exploit the weak, wherever the rich take advantage of the poor, wherever great powers seek to dominate and to impose ideologies, there the work of making peace is undone. There the cathedral of peace is again destroyed. Today, the scale and the horror of modern warfare, whether nuclear or not, makes it totally unacceptable as a means of settling differences between nations. War War should belong to the tragic, tragic past, to history. It should find no place on humanity's agenda for the future. And so, this morning, I invite you to pray with me for the cause of peace. Let us pray earnestly for the special session of the United Nations on disarmament, which begins soon. The voices of Christians join with others in urging the leaders of the world to abandon confrontation and to turn their backs on policies which require the nations to spend vast sums of money for weapons of mass destruction. We pray. We pray this Pentecost that the Holy Spirit may inspire the leaders of the world to engage in fruitful dialogue. May the Holy Spirit lead them to adopt peaceful ways of safeguarding liberty which do not involve the threat of nuclear disaster. Yet the Cathedral of Peace is built of many small stones. Each person has to become a stone in that beautiful edifice. All people must deliberately and resolutely commit themselves to the pursuit of peace mistrust and division between nations 
begin in the heart of individuals. Work for peace starts when we listen to the urgent call of Christ. Repent and believe in the gospel. We must turn from domination to service. We must turn from violence to peace. We must turn from ourselves to Christ, who alone can give us a new heart, a new understanding. Each individual at some moment of, in his or her life is destined to hear this call from Christ. Each person's response leads to death or to life. Faith in Christ, the incarnate Word of God, will bring us into the way of peace. I would now like to speak especially to the young people who are about to receive the sacrament of confirmation. Today's gospel has special meaning for you, for it says that Jesus came and stood among them. He said to them, Peace be with you, and showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy when they saw the Lord, and he said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Christ's gift of the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out upon you in a particular way. You will hear the words of the church spoken over you, calling upon the Holy Spirit to confirm your faith, to seal you in his love, to strengthen you for his service. You will then take your place among fellow Christians throughout the world, full citizens now of the people of God. You will witness to the truth of the gospel in the name of Jesus Christ. You will live your lives in such a way as to make holy all human life.
together with all the confirmed, you will become living stones in the cathedral of peace. Indeed, you are called by God to be instrument of his peace. Today, you must understand that you are not alone. We are one body, one people, one church of Christ. The sponsor who stands at your side represents for you the whole community. Together with a great crowd of witnesses drawn from all peoples and every age, you represent Christ. You are young people who have received a mission from Christ, for he says to you today, as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Let me recall for a moment the memory of two great Englishmen who can inspire you today. Study the example of Saint Boniface, born at Crediton in Devon, one of your greatest fellow countrymen and also one of the Church's greatest missionaries. And the Holy Spirit given to Boniface through the sacrament of baptism and confirmation, strengthened his personal love for Christ and brought him to a maturity of faith. This faith radiated through his whole life. He longed to share it with others, even with those in other lands, and so with complete trust in God and with courage and perseverance, he helped to establish the church on the continent of Europe. You too are strengthened inwardly today by the gift of the Holy Spirit, so that each of you, in your own way, can carry the good news to your companions and friends. You too must show courage and perseverance in living by the standards of the gospel in all the circumstances of your lives. I cannot come to the Midlands without remembering the great man of God, that pilgrim for truth, Cardinal John Henry Newman.
his quest for God and for the fullness of truth, a sign of the Holy Spirit at work within him, brought him to a prayerfulness and a wisdom which still inspire us today. Indeed, Cardinal Newman's many years of seeking a fuller understanding of the faith reflect his abiding confidence in the words of Christ. I shall ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. That spirit of truth whom the world can never receive since it neither sees nor knows him. And so I commend to you his example of Cardinal Newman, his example of persevering faith and longing for the truth. He can help you to draw nearer to God in whose presence he lived and to whose service he gave himself totally. His teaching has great importance today in our search for Christian unity too, not only in this country, but throughout the world. Imitate his humility and his obedience to God. Pray for a wisdom like his, a wisdom that can come from God alone. Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit for those whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. For those whose sins you retain, they are retained. On that first Pentecost, our Savior gave the apostles the power to forgive sins when he poured into their hearts the gift of the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit comes to you today in the sacrament of confirmation to involve you more completely in the church's fight against sin and in her mission of fostering holiness. He comes to dwell more fully in your hearts and to strengthen you for a struggle with evil. My dear young people, the world of today needs you, for it needs men and women who are filled with the Holy Spirit.
The world of today needs your courage and hopefulness, your faith and your perseverance. The world of tomorrow will be built by you. Today, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit so that you may work with, with deep faith and with abiding charity so that you may help to bring to the world the fruits of reconciliation and peace. Strengthened by the Holy Spirit and his manifold gifts, commit yourselves wholeheartedly to the church's struggle against sin. Strive to be unselfish. Try not to be obsessed with material things. Be active members of the people of God. Be reconciled with each other and devoted to the work of justice which will bring peace on earth. How many are your works, O Lord? These words of the responsorial psalm evoke gratitude from our hearts and a hymn of praise from our lips. Indeed, how many are the works of the Lord! How great are the effects of the Holy Spirit's action in confirmation. When this sacrament is conferred, the words of the psalm are fulfilled among us. You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. On the first day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles and upon Mary and filled them with his power. Today, we remember that moment and we open ourselves again to the gift of that same, that same Holy Spirit. In that spirit, we are baptized in that spirit. We, are, we were confirmed in that spirit. We are called to share in the mission of Christ. In that spirit, we shall indeed become the people of Pentecost, the apostles of our time. Come, O Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful 
and kindle in them the fire of your love. Amen. <laughs>